you're listening to the Skill Flex Capsule. Hello and welcome to the Skill Flex Capsule. This week we have with us Meher Singh. She's the customer success team lead at a startup that's uh, very relevant in the SMS marketing world of today. She comes with over 10 years of experience in sales and post sales across tech startups like Yelp, Lyft and more. Thank you so much Meher for joining us today and helping us unpack the sales role. <laughs> Thanks, Iknur. It's an it's an honor, and I'm I'm so so excited to be here, um, joining you today and talking to some of some some interesting things about sales and post sales. You know, you've been in uh, the startup space for a while, and I think what would be really interesting to know is just how you've seen sales in general shift. And everyone's talking about modern selling today, but you've actually seen the shift happen over the last ten years. If you could give us a sense of what this really looks like. Yeah, that, you know, as I was just like gearing up for this podcast, I was thinking about that and, and I was going through all the years of being in corporate America and it's been 10 years. And over these 10 years, I think sales has evolved like exponentially. When I first started back in 2013, like first year, like first job out of college was inside sales. And it was all about cold calling. We, you know, we would just pick up the phone and dial down the list of customers we had. And we had one script. We really couldn't um, deviate from that script. And that's all we, we, we were asked to do. And that's all we did. And that, and you can tell why that only lasted for only a year as part of my career. And then I moved on to post sales. But since then, I think um, sales has changed by a lot. Like one of the main things that I've seen in the in the recent few years is that how the sales strategy has changed from you know it's become more customer centric versus product centric and that kind of makes sense with where the internet is where where how we have so much information out there in in on, online so i think brands and just to pause here brands businesses companies are all synonymous to me because i've worked with like different kind of different, different businesses. So when I say brands, I basically mean companies. So companies and businesses have evolved and they really have to get strategic. They have to be strategic and really understand the customer needs before they build out any new product or feature. And that helps them keep their costs low, but also really, really customize that feature for those certain set of customers. And the reason why they focus on these certain set of customers is because um, in my past three companies that I've worked with, 20% of your customers brought in 80% of their revenue. So it was really, really important to focus on these key customers. So that's number one, I think, just focusing on customers first versus selling and pushing a product that you just build to build has changed. Number two, I think um, it's a lot more consultative. I think over the years, I've seen that sales pitches have evolved for the better where you not only just have a salesperson now you come with a full fully fleshed out team you have a salesperson on the call you have an engineer on the call you have a product manager and of course you have an account manager on the call as well and i think that really really gives that white glove service to your to your customers and that's really crucial to stand out when there's so much so much um, similar products out there for your customers to pick and choose from so i think those two really stand out for me and they're of course so many other things that have shifted. I think remote selling has become a new thing now, thanks to COVID. And because of COVID, I think even social media selling has become a huge, huge component that's come to under the sales umbrella. So that makes a lot of sense. And I think what I'm hearing is that at one given point of time, a salesperson has to basically wear multiple hats. 
And this mm -hmm. can be in terms of the skill set that they have or even just the functional role that they're performing, right? Because you're no longer using just one medium to reach out to your customer or to just uh, talk to them on a day-to-day -day basis. Am I correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, just given my my current role itself, I am reaching out to my brands through texting, through phone calls, through emails. I'm even sliding into their DMs on Instagram on, on days that they don't want to respond to my emails. So that's that's very much true. Yeah, we have so many different channels to reach out to our customers now. How do you really balance that out though? It's really interesting because, um, you know, <laughs> there is so much information already. Uh, you know, we're also like networking at another speed altogether, right? This is something that we've never done before at this scale because it's so much easier to reach out to someone. It's so much easier to have conversations online. Um, at this juncture, uh, does sales end up becoming spammy at any point? And how do you really avoid that? Yeah, um, sales have definitely started to become spammy, right? Because we are working with volume over here. Like if you if you think about it, you know, we want to, we really, really want to be customized, customized and personal and all of those things that make us stand apart from other brands. But at the same time, we have revenue goals to hit and we, we have to talk about efficiency and what's going to get 100 customers um, in, in one email format versus writing 100 customized emails. So it definitely does become spammy, but I think that goes back to the company needs and maybe having a bigger conversation with the company in terms of like really kind of like I think providing a certain size of book to your to your employees that makes sense where you do want them to give that personal touch point where you do want them to give them that white glove service to their to their clients and I think that is something that that is essential in today's world, especially with everything that is becoming automated, everything that is all about like a 1-800 number and you get like a robot speaking to you on the other side. I think the personal touch is really, really important because in the SMS world, what we are seeing is that connection is the new currency. So as you make your broadcasting, your copy, your content more customized and personable, it actually yields a lot more, a higher ROI and a higher click-through rate. And that's exactly what the success metrics is for a lot of our clients. So I think the to answer your question, I don't think there is a balance that one could wake up and be like, how do I balance this? But it's a it's a broader conversation that you probably need to bring up to, to you know, your C-level suite or even to your um, upper management leadership. Right. And you spoke about how organizations really need to think deeply about this. And I want to switch gears here and actually focus on what organizations can do to ensure that while uh, the world of work and the way we sell is changing, how do they equip their teams really to uh, be up to date and to know exactly what to do? And a lot of times, um, the work that you're doing today, especially when it comes to consultative sales, when it comes to really understanding customer needs, putting them um, at the center and just, you know, customizing your offer to them. Uh, there are certain skills that are required in a sales professional. Now, just in your experience, uh, do you think that these skills are something that most sales professionals learn on the job? Or do you think it is already something that organizations are very deeply investing in? I think it's it's a mix of two um 
I, I actually want to go to the first question that you asked first, which was basically like, what what can the organ organizations do at this point, right? And I think where where we are today with how the macroeconomics is playing out and how how everything is panning out post COVID and how most companies and businesses are kind of cutting back on cost. We know that headcount is really expensive. So the first thing that when we are looking at burn rate, the first thing that they look at is labor, right? And that's the first thing to even go out when it comes to kind of curtailing their burn rate. So I think what companies really need to figure out is they kind of need to categorize their, their accounts or their clients. And that needs to be in in a, one section has to be kind of like one too many where you can have one person kind of like generate all the content for those clients or, or the sales pitch um, or make the website more customer facing where they're more inbound leads versus like in really, really investing in a sales team to go out and making those calls or sitting and having those conversations. But you're providing all of that information online so that they can read all of that. But when they're ready to actually kind of close the sale, they can pick up the phone and call or you know write an email. That's one segment, but as I, I wanted to allude back to the point that I made that, you know, 20% of your customers bring at least 80% of your revenue. And I really, really want organizations to focus deeply on that cohort because those are your money makers. And for that, you do need a team. For that, you need that human touch. For that, you need sales skill sets. For that, you need that consultative approach because that is what is going to get you to the buy-in for those customers and be able to expand from those customers either through referrals or upsells. So just wanted to address the first part um, in this. And then the second part you asked was, I, from my, and I'll just speak from my experience, I haven't really had organizations proactively invest in, in a skill set or courses to provide to their employees. I think a lot of times um, employees just have to learn on the job. I, for myself, I can speak. I, I, I was so, I was, I was shit scared to pick up the call and make my first sale call, but I, I literally just had to do it. And I think practice brings confidence. And once you feel a little bit more confident, you're able to test around your style and your voice and play around with that. But I, I, I do strongly believe that having some some kind of manual or guidebook can be really beneficial to people coming straight out of college with no sales background. You know, in general, when we look at sales, we talk a lot about, and especially at Fundamental, we've created our own skills inventory and we've focused on developing these skills in um, customer-facing teams. And that's what we work with organizations for. And we look at skills like, you know, planning and organizing, critical thinking, resilience, uh, these are very critical skills to navigate the shift that we've seen also, right? And mm -hmm. uh, just getting people to manage their time in a way where they're able to do their job and upskill at the same time, that in itself is a huge challenge. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I would love to know from you <laughs> if you could give like bullet points as to like, what do you think the number one number one factor is in terms of organizing your day? I think just uh, knowing, like putting your tasks in order, managing your time. I mean, uh, uh, there are so many other factors that come into play. What are your targets like? How are you looking at yeah. them? Balancing your time with that. But all of this comes to us because of experience, right? Like, is that something exactly. that organizations really play a role in? And I'm interested in knowing that. No, they absolutely don't. I think the most training that I've ever gotten um, for time management and stack ranking your priorities is 
is either from a mentor or uh, one of my best friends at work. Other than that, it's all it all is on our hands to figure out like how are we going to juggle through all the little mini projects that we need to do. Because for example, in in the current role that I am and the team that I am managing right now, we are kind of responsible from bringing in revenue for our company to making sure the user base is growing for our brands to ensuring that the churn rate is less than X percentage to answering inbound support questions, to upselling, to renewals, um, and to doing quarterly business reviews. And that is a lot of, a lot of many tasks within a big task. So I think having some kind of like guidelines or a manual to how to really organize your time could be super beneficial because these are conversations that I have in my one-on-one -on -one with my direct reports. We're not, we're not talking about what the, what the issue is or what the blocks is for them to get to their revenue targets. It's more like, how do you want me to stack rack my priorities? There are literally nine hours that we work, sometimes 10. And this is what I'm going to be able to get done. And this is what may fall off the plate. And, you know, every single day, this is a juggle for us. And there are some skills that I've picked up. And I think there are some skills that we can still learn from. And one of the things I wanted to agree with you is, I think really, really owning your calendar can help at least stay on course for that day. Every day looks different in post-sales and sales world, but owning your calendar, putting time blocks can be really beneficial. Like I wake up every single morning and the first thing my time block says emails and outreach. And that's mostly for me to check in to see what emails have I gotten, you know, overnight or early in the morning from the East Coast clients or team members. And once I'm done with those, then I have like an hour of like teamwork and that can be strategic thinking to what I need to give to my team today to get to their targets. And then I have a two hour kind of block of just reaching out to my clients and engaging with them. So extreme ownership of your calendars is the name of the game. <laughs> extreme ownership i'm gonna hold on to that because <laughs> uh you know it's a it's a it's a catch-22 situation it's really interesting because when we talk to clients about the kind of challenges they face when it comes to training their sales teams one of the biggest challenges is time constraints and it's really <laughs> interesting because uh time management is something that uh, they're not taught or the skills required to ensure that they manage their time uh, well is something that they do not have and in mm -hmm. order to give them those skills you don't have time because they're busy with their whole day and how and i think organizations definitely play a huge role in that you know technology and and the reason i'm switching gears at this point is because i think this is interlinked uh, the advent of technology has i think made this easier because there are so many tools today that can you know integrate with your crms and with your with the, the tools that you are using and just ensure that everything happens in the flow of work yeah so i think things look very different in the world of startup um <laughs> We are still in the process of kind of like spreadsheets and Google Docs, which is the bane of my existence, but th this is where we are and this is what will make, you know, make it work for now. But I will say working for some larger companies um, in my previous life, Salesforce has played a really, really big role. And that is because G Google and Salesforce has a very powerful integration where whatever emails you're, you know, writing to your clients, whether it's whether it's a sales email or a you know prospect email or a renewals or an upsell email, they all get logged into your Salesforce CRM where 
you have all of the account notes, you have all of the touch points that you've made with that specific brand. And I think that's really beneficial because now that I'm not there, the, the new person can come in and pick up wherever I left off and start that sales cycle from there. And I think that's so crucial when, when you're talking to these big enterprise clients because they don't want to sit there and tell you the story again. And they have other people knocking on their doors. And if you miss a beat there, you know, they, they can very well just be buying the product from someone else. So I'm a huge advocate of Salesforce um, integrating with Gmail. And now in my startup right now, we are using some version of Salesforce. It's a different um, umbrella under Salesforce. It's called Gainsight, and it does the same thing. It helps me log all of the notes for my clients. I'm able to pass on those clients to my direct reports now because eventually I need to get rid of my book of business. Um, and it's just been really beneficial for that seamless transition of accounts. It's almost like your own universe, right? Where everything is, um, you know, you don't need to kind of get out of that ecosystem at all to do anything. Uh, just keeping that in mind, do you think any form of learning or upskilling that might be integrated into a platform like that works? And that's exactly what um, most companies are trying to do today with AI. You can access resources on the go. You get like bite-sized content that you can consume and learn and upskill on a day-to-day -day basis. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, we're always looking for ways to sell against against a competitor. We're always looking to upsell a product that the per the my direct report may or may not have sold before. And I think getting those bite-sized clips, whether it's a it's a little video or just bullet points, would be so beneficial for them to just click on the CRM they're in already, or you know, better yet to even have it on Gmail itself and just help them prepare for that call or that email can be extremely beneficial. And believe it or not, I think with uh, with with this whole blow up of chat GPT, like I use chat GPT to kind of just get me some strategy points before my big leadership meeting that I need to gear up for, whether it's what strategies that we're going to use for the next quarter and so on and so forth. So I definitely believe that having something in-house can help a lot by having your employees just learn on the go versus like carving out that time that they don't have to sit and read a 20 page document or look at a video that believe it or not, I think most, most people, most employees are probably putting it on that extreme fast forward mode to just, just click on that course as they're finished. So I would love to see something like that in, in a lot more companies. And I think that is where the future is headed uh, because it seems like the, the one solution to there's no time for my team to learn this or do this is probably something that's integrated to this level, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's, I think, a fantastic note to bring our uh, podcast to an end. It's been absolutely fantastic speaking with you, Meher. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Aknur. It was a pleasure to be on this podcast and I wish you and your team all the best. That's all for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Skill Flex Capsule. In order to catch every new episode that comes out, go click on the follow button on our podcast page.